and welcome to the 100th episode of the Mostly Soccer Podcast. How in the world have we made it this far? Today is Tuesday, January 28th, 2020. My name is Michael J. Dalo, and I'm here with Jimmy. Jimmy what today? Jimmy 100. Jimmy 100. 100. Emoji 100. 100. Fresh yeah. red underline 100 emoji. We should have made you a little t-shirt. Jimmy 100. That would be a, a good little Twitter photo. <laughs> like my penguin hat. It'll be the newest yeah, one. Oh my God, the penguin hat. But Jimmy, how have we made it to 100 episodes? I, I honestly have no clue. <laughs> I'm very excited that we have. I feel like uh, we've had, we stuck around. We, we yeah, fought through I, the tough that's times. That's the best thing you can say about this podcast. Yes. We stuck around. Yeah, we fought through. <laughs> I mean, we've had probably our roughest time recently with our episode recording uh, failure. Uh, um, but we, we made it from the World Cup recording random episodes, oh like sometimes three days in a row, to a steady once a week routine that we've continued with and I'm very proud of. I know. I have to say, this, this podcast, do I think it's of good quality? Sometimes, no. <laughs> do I, if we're being honest. Yeah. But am I proud of what we've done here and the, the small fan base that we have and just just the fact that we've stuck with it? I would say yes. Absolutely. I love doing the podcast. I, I love doing it. Yeah. We've been consistent. That's my biggest thing. Like, it may it's hard. Be, maybe we haven't been always uh, delivering A-plus material, but we've always <laughs> handed in every but, assignment. <laughs> 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 That's a great way to describe this. It may not be A plus, but we turned in the paper. Yes, we, you know, the we teacher don't skip will pass any, you. Exactly. We don't skip anything. We give effort. Perfect attendance. <laughs> that's a that's a great analogy. But Jimmy, there's so much to talk about this week. We had midweek games. We had a little FA Cup action. <laughs> yeah. uh, Craziness. Transfer deadlines coming mm-hmm. up, transfers happening, rumors flying around. But I think before we get into any of that, um, we need to change over to a, a solemn note and we need to Say rest in peace to the GOAT, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Um, one of the most shocking pieces of news I think I've ever seen. Seriously. Like, um, what a complete blindside, like, out of nowhere, Kobe Bryant, man. And, of course, the his daughter and the Gianna, seven other yeah, and passengers. The, is the other people. Just a terribly sad incident. Um, Kobe, a complicated man in some ways, um, but a legend of sports in general. I think you've seen how big of a sports icon he is when you've seen in the soccer world the different... Literally, literally everyone. Everyone, even clubs. Like, clubs put out statements, yeah. uh, you know, basically saying, you know, how sad they were and their prayers and stuff being with the family. Um, just, it, it's just shocking. It was, it, I don't, I don't remember there ever being like an athlete's death, death like that. Or it's celebrity in general, I think that's well, kind of rocked. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like it reminds me remember. of, like, the Michael Jackson death. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, those... It, and it's not... I don't think it's quite that level, but it's close. And it's definitely the biggest one I've seen in sports. Yeah. I, I mean, there's there's really not much that we could say that hasn't been said, but just extremely sad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know about you, but I was a Kobe guy growing up. I I'd never really had allegiances in mm-hmm. basketball, but I was a Lakers guy because I loved Kobe and Shaq. <laughs> you know, eight-year-old Mike Dale was rocking yes. a... Yeah, Kobe jersey. Kobe jersey, of course. <laughs> I see. I was always a LeBron guy, so it was more. Really, like I, I had Kobe a LeBron guy. jersey too. I was um, straight up bandwagon <laughs> for uh, for basketball. But Kobe was as a, someone who's you know we grew up in this area. Celtics are a big thing. You grew up to hate Kobe in a lot of ways, but you always respected him. Yes, the Mamba mentality. Um, it lives on too. Will it's live true. on. 
He's had such an effect on not just basketball players, but athletes in general. There's athletes all over the world who looked up to him and used his his drive in terms of sports was like none other. Yeah, This is a man who worked, had all the talent in the world, but also put in that work. Um, and I think you can see, like you said, this outpouring from everywhere. So, you know, rest in peace to all those lost yes. in that terrible, terrible incident. Yes. But Jimmy, uh, let's move on to a lighter note. Let's move on to some transfers, mm-hmm. transfer rumors. Deadline day is quickly approaching us. The January transfer window sometimes to me doesn't feel like a real transfer window. Maybe it's because Arsenal almost never do no, real I, business. Here, I agree but. with you. It's the it's always a weird one. It's like you always get these. In, there's some interesting transfers that happen, but in general, it's I think it's a lot more smoke than fire. Yeah. Um. But this year we're seeing some big moves happen. Um. You want to talk about the biggest one first? You want to jump right into it? Uh, we already talked about Ashley Young last week. No, oh, sorry, just right. kidding. Just well, same kidding. place, though. Same team. <laughs> it's always going to be the same place. It's always Inter. It's Christian Eriksen yes. has made his move to Inter for peanuts. Mm-hmm. What did they pay for him? Like 16 to $20 million? Yeah, I believe that that's been the rumored fee, which some people still say, oh, it's too much. He's, a, he's gonna, <laughs> His contract expires. Either way, this is a great move for Inter. Antonio Conte continues to collect... <laughs> Premier Just, League relics. Yeah, Premier League players. It's like, it, it, it's very interesting to see what Inter have done. But as they push to try to end Juve's dominance over Serie A, I think this could be a massive step. Yeah, I mean, I still think Ericsson's a great player. I think they still sold him too late. I mean, mm-hmm. just a, what, a year ago, he was being rumored 80, 100 million to Real Madrid. Yeah. Times like that, I know it's difficult when you're making these great runs in mm-hmm. like the Champions League and you're doing well in the league and this guy is firing on all cylinders. But you have to look at the contract. You need to look at the situation. You need to say, like, let's be reasonable here. Mm-hmm. Because Arsenal did almost this exact thing with Aaron Ramsey, but instead they got $0. Yep. Or at least Tottenham cashed in a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, the thing, though, it's like Tottenham, I think, had the chance in the summer to sell him for maybe it was 40 at 50. They did. And they were holding out for 60, I believe, at the time. And now kind of bites them in the Greed. back you know, it's it's a mistake um but at the same time i think i think he's been pretty much done with tottenham for a while now i think it's the, the whole right team has been done with yeah. tottenham for a while uh, i think he still has a lot left to offer yes i think people who are writing him off uh, are wrong i think he's going to do wonders at inter um and like i said tottenham probably a mistake to not have moved him on earlier but in the end, they got something for him. Like you said, a lot of teams lose players for nothing. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good move. I think it was the right time to move on. And Inter, with all their collection of these players, Ashley Young, <laughs> Victor Moses, um, even, I mean, so, well, th- actually, this could sidetrack it a little bit. Did you see the quote from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer yeah, today bring that up. about Alexi Sanchez? Yeah, he's going to she's gonna show you all. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you'll still be there when he's back. Ole. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, he's, it's not like he's firing on all cylinders in Italy right now either. I mean, I think Alexi Sanchez is just done. He's like, he's the example of Inter that hasn't really worked, where Lukaku has been incredible. Yeah. Um, and Inter also making the bold move to move Icardi on, loan currently, but move him to PSG. And you've seen Lukaku and Martinez have just been insane. Yeah, Latero Martinez yeah. is going to be the next big signing of the summer, I think. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to make the big money move, and rumor is it's Barcelona. So I've seen that, It's yep. going to be interesting. But, Jimmy, do you have the list of transfers that you want to run through? I have some that I've seen. I mean, we talked about Ericsson, 
But we talk about Erickson going out. We do have some additions going into Tottenham. One who's kind of already there, Lo Celso, yeah. officially till twenty twenty five, I yes, believe. They officially have, they've ex- executed their clause to buy him. Uh, Lo Celso spent most of the year either not playing or underperforming. <laughs> he has two good games in a row, yep. and that was enough to convince them. Well, they had the that Christian Eriksen money. Yep, and and Tottenham fans are very happy about the signing. I think he's a decent player. He, he is a good player. I think it's a good move. Um, I think they need to bring him in too because this is probably your cheapest option. Yeah. Because if you don't sign him and you go into the market next summer, everyone's going to know what you're looking for now that Erickson's yeah. gone and they're going to rack up the price. Um, and it also looks like Bergwin from PSV yeah. is not official yet, but it's been reported by pretty much every source there is that this is a done deal which I think is another good signing. And he also kind of fits the Tottenham mold of like this winger striker who can play up top if you need him, but is more of a winger in the Lucas Mora, Sun Young-Ming yeah. role. So I think that's a good move, and I think they need attacking options with Harry Kane out for the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, we also had some exits from Inter, didn't we? Yeah. We had... Oh, Gabigol yeah. is officially staying in brazil after being loaned there he's now staying there which is kind of weird in a lot of ways i mean he had a great season they won the was it the copa libertadores which i think i said right very well done Jim. um and i think that he's happy back in brazil but it does seem like his career in europe never really started he went to inter and didn't fire on all cylinders kind of struggled went back to brazil and decided you know what sometimes this is home feels great and he stays not everyone can be as prosperous as gabriel martinelli is abroad i mean some players some players have it some players don't i mean messi cristiano ronaldo gabriel martinelli i mean you don't you don't get them all they're multi-generational talents uh anyways mateo politano also left inter for napoli and then just some other random transfer news we had what is his name danny Danny olmo danny olmo Olmo, the former barca (laughs) youth academy player was playing for zagreb yes uh makes the move over to RB Leipzig, which I think is an excellent move. Yeah. He's going to be playing with Timo Werner. Yes. Well, for now. For now. As Timo Werner is like the guy for like three Linked years to now. to everyone, everyone always. Yeah. Every single team wants Timo Werner, but he doesn't move. Um, I'm guessing... Uh, Bayern, Bayern eventually. come and get him when his contract expires, as they do. Yep. Because um, I believe it expires this summer. Really? So I believe oh my that God. If they don't sell him and his contract actually expires, he goes for free. I'm pretty sure that's that's got to be one of the worst bits of business in recent memory. Yeah, I mean, this is it happens every year. He's I mean, so young and he's so talented and he scores a boatload of goals. Literally, every team in the world wants him. That's disgusting. If it if it really is this year, yeah, I, I want to look. I'm trying to see if I can find it. It's, <laughs> Anyways, it's a bit of a struggle. Anyways, was there any other transfer news that we missed? I know Arsenal are rumored to be signing uh, Flamenco. Or Flamengo? Flamengo? Flamengo is the dance. <laughs> Flamengo, I believe, is the team that Gabigol is playing for. And also Pablo Mari plays for. And uh, supposedly he's a center back. He's coming to Arsenal. I believe he's 27 years old, Brazilian. Uh, we desperately need reinforcements there. So. Oh, he did sign anyway. a contract extension. Excuse me. Okay. Apparently he did, but it says it has a shockingly low release clause. Oh, God. What is shockingly low? That's uh, what I'm trying to find <laughs> out. Just forget it, Jimmy. But at 30 million? No. 30 impossible. million euros? That would be insane. Impossible. But there were a couple other transfers. Um, Carlos Perez 
moves from Barcelona yep. to Roma. Probably a good move for Roma and a better move for him as there's really just no way through that Barca midfield at the moment. Mm-hmm. But was that it for transfer news? I think that's all we have right now. I mean, there's the rumor of Olivier Giroud possibly moving to Tottenham <laughs> as he makes his tour around London. Yeah, that would be something. I would be very disappointed if Giroud went there. I mean, Chelsea's bad enough. Uh, but if you go to Spurs, you're going to be blacklisted by the Arsenal fans. I mean, that's just the natural and Edison Cavani continues to scream, someone please take me. Yeah. So we'll see if that happens in the next few days. Well, by the time we, we come back with a new episode, yeah. transfer business And we will may be done. see Bruno Fernandez actually move to United by then, yeah. but we'll see. I won't hold my breath on that one. Yeah, no. Did you see uh, Ed Woodward's house got attacked by some United fans or something? Yes, like I that? did. Yeah, this is like... People are crazy. I don't think that that's necessary. No, obviously not. It's a terrible thing to do that. But <laughs> I mean, Edward sucks, but let's not do All that. this over Ashley Young? This <laughs> seems a little weird to me. I will add Fernandinho contract extension today, one-year extension, right. to uh, the greatest Brazilian to play in the Premier League. Since, so that's the... <laughs> since Gabriel Martinelli. Since, is yeah. uh, Gabriel Martinelli is the GOAT. But anyways, Jimmy, we had midweek games that we'll probably struggle to remember this episode. <laughs> then we had some FA Cup matchups, none of which were really important to me, except the one that I watched, which was Arsenal. But anyways, Jimmy, match day 24 of 38, mm-hmm. and we start with Bournemouth versus Brighton. And this one, I didn't want to believe it was happening when it was happening. Oh, you bet on this one. Of course I did. You, because you're back to your ways, <laughs> I and stopped. you, I stopped. you saved Bournemouth. You single-handedly saved Bournemouth. I saved the cherries. Uh, we had Harry Wilson score in the 36, a Pascal Grubb own goal, and a Callum Wilson trace in the 74th. And Aaron Moy brought one back for Bournemouth in the 81st. Uh, I don't understand why is it that when I bet against Bournemouth they win, and every other game this season they lose. They don't like you. Yeah. I don't tell you they don't like you. It's just uh, another example of my terrible gambling history. But Bournemouth get a much-needed win here. And it begs the question, Jimmy, are we believing in Bournemouth again? I'm going to need to see more than this to believe in them. (laughs) They sit in 18th right now, 23 points, tied with West Ham, who are in 17th, which is crazy. (laughs) And realistically, a one win could catapult them to 15th. Yeah, I mean, this is, like I said, this is great to stop the, the streak they were on. At some point, they just had to stop it, and then they can try to move forward. I just don't know if, when, like, again, when you look at the table, I don't know if they're a team right now that can get out. Like, when you look, I just think I think West Ham are better. I think Brighton, who they beat, are better. Newcastle and Burnley are, in my opinion, clearly better this season. They've played better. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe Aston Villa is the other one. But even then... Watford don't look like a sure thing either. I think it's really, it's a dogfight. Norwich are going down. Norwich are done. You could put a fork in them. They're done. They're going down. But the others all have a shot to find a way to get out of this. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Ashton Villa and Watford played this uh, week as well. And that was a 2-1 victory to Villa in literally the 90th the the 95th minute, yeah. And, I mean, that was a real six-point swinger. Mm Mm-hmm. And Villa, that took them out of the relegation yep. zone as of right now, which is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it stops Wofford's hot run. But at the same time, like literally any of these teams can go down. Yeah. And they're so flip-floppy. You never know what you're going to get. Villa at least have been somewhat consistent in that they are in every game. 
Very rarely do they get blown out, um, with the exception of like the City game where they lost 6-1. They've been in every game. And they either find a way to win or lose at the end almost every single time. Mm. Which makes me say, you know, are they better than their points? And you look at it and say, maybe they are. Mm. Where I, But I don't know. It's really inconsistent. They are, they are the most inconsistent of all of them. Bournemouth were just consistently bad for a while. And Watford were consistently bad. But, I mean, does the, and does the addition of Pepe Reina, who was officially moved there, started this game, does he help? I think he's a decent goalkeeper still. It's fine. Um, I mean, it's interesting. I, I, I really have no clue at this point. I think injury is going to play a big factor in this. Which team can stay healthy and keep a consistent squad out there? So if you had to pick your three right now, it'd be Norwich twentieth. Mm-hmm. Who's in nineteenth for you? Bournemouth. Oh wow! And then eighteenth, the third relegation spot. Watford. Ooh. Right now. So you're saying it's gonna stay the same, basically? Just flip. I think. Yeah. I, I mean, it's for me. It's either Watford or Villa. I, I think Norwich are dead. Dead. They're done. <laughs> And I think Bournemouth might be as well, which I know Bournemouth has a lot of decent players and a good manager, but I just feel, like I said, I think their run is just coming to an end. Mm. So I'm going to say that, but Villa could easily slide in. Villa could go all the way down to be like, they're not going to go to 20th, but they could go to 19th and it could be a gap because they're just so inconsistent. If I had to pick, I'd go Norwich, Villa, Bournemouth. I'm not going to go Watford. I've spoken too highly of Watford these past few weeks to go I back. I mean, up Nigel Pearson now. deserves the respect. It's true. He's done it before, but we'll see. And then they'll win the league next year. <laughs> but Crystal Palace also played Southampton, two teams that I believe I thought were probably going to go down at the yes. beginning of this season. And they're both doing okay, considering mm-hmm. the current state of the Premier League table. Crystal Palace fall 2-0 to Southampton, though. Goals from Nathan Redman and Stuart Armstrong. Any thoughts on this one, Jimmy? Uh, no, a good win for Southampton, who are now all the way up to ninth. Like She's Southampton's season from when they lost 9-0 to be up to ninth is incredible. I mean, <laughs> when you look at it, they sit, they have 31 points right now. They're three points out of the Europa League spot. Like Three points out of six, I should say. Ralph like, Hassanato. Like, this Ralph, is very impressive. Ralph, Ralph Hassanato is the mega mind. There's just no other way to put it. There's no other way to describe what's happening other than Ralph Hasenhall as a megamind. Uh, but, Jimmy, then we go over to your boys. Manchester City won, Sheffield United nil. So do you want to take us through this one? Yeah, this was a, well, this was a tough one. This was also a tough one for me to watch because it was midweek, so I was trying to watch it on my phone at work. Um, and City struggled to break through. Um, the biggest takeaway and the most important thing from the game was the return of Imeric Laporte, mm. which... And he, you saw the difference immediately. The one, his, he, first of all, he's just such a better defender than anyone else on the team. But also, his ability to bring the ball forward and just make passes from the back that Fernandino was probably capable of making them passes, but the combination of the defensive ability and the ability to move on the ball is just phenomenal from Laporte. He is just a great player. Almost lost my mind in this game where he was very roughly followed by, I believe, Besic. I saw that. And I, I literally, if, and I didn't see, that was like one that I, I kind of, my was a bit of a lag on my phone. So I kind of missed the the second of it when it happened. And I saw him get up and it was okay. 
But when I when I saw the picture of him and the clip of him actually going down later, I was like, oh my god! If he had actually got hurt on that, I would have lost my mind. And he is actually a little dinged up. He's not going to probably play tomorrow. But um, City struggled to break through. They bring on Aguero, who has been in exceptional form. Uh, after his hat trick, which broke the record for hat tricks, he then scored two goals uh, the next game and then came off the bench and scored a goal in this one. He has been just... I think he's walked himself up into second in the Golden Boot race and done it in like 400 less minutes than Jamie Vardy was in first. So he's back to being his best right now, which City need. Um, And the other good news is today, Leroy Sané took took his first practice with the team. I saw that. But yeah, I mean, a game that we expected City to win, but Sheffield United make every game so they really do they just they they're a tough team they made this tough that they didn't really create much at all in this game similar to the arsenal game in a lot of ways yeah but they just make everything challenging sheffield united you know what they have and dean henderson's a great goalkeeper yes he is very nice sheffield united have the mamba mentality they do i think they they do do. they're just so gritty yeah and they're just oh they grind out everything but, Jimmy, let's move on to a devastating, a devastating dross. It's Everton 2, oh, God. Newcastle 2. Oh, my God, Everton fans, you are just poor bastards. There's no other way to describe <laughs> your existence than you are just a poor bastard. Everton were having a great day. Yep. Moise Keane scored he his scored. first goal. I was so excited. <laughs> I was so excited for him. And we have, we've been calling for like two weeks now that he needs to go. He needs to go. Yeah. He needs to go. I'm so happy he scored. Then Cavett Lewin continues, another player who's been in great form. Yep. And then they just didn't account <laughs> for the greatest goal scorer in the league. In extra time. in late June. Oh, my God. How in the world, Everton? How in the world is it the 90th plus four and you let up a goal? That's That should just be fine. It should be fine. And then a minute later, you let up another one. Oh, my God. I mean, can we just say for um, <laughs> Newcastle, Newcastle have struggled to have a good goal score. Jolie Tone has uh, <laughs> failed to impress, to say the least. Yeah. Have they found their solution? Yeah, I Is Lejeune so. now a striker? I guess Do they just so. claim a striker? I mean, it's just, I don't even know how to describe this for Everton. This is just shambolic. Uh, it's just the most devastating thing that could happen to a team. I the, One of the funniest tweets I've seen was like a guy who tweeted like, what a great day at Goodison. Uh, even got to leave early to catch the train. No, no one's on the train. And then <laughs> like a few minutes later, like, fuck no, how did this happen? <laughs> oh, God. It's just incredible. Yeah, stuff. I mean, this is. Peak Everton is no other way to describe 90th, it. When you look at, when you just look at it and you see 90th plus four, oh. 90th plus five, it should not be possible. No. But let's cover one more game before we go to break. And let's have that be Tottenham versus Norwich. So we had Deli Ali score in the 38th. Mm-hmm. And then we had Puki score a yes. penalty in the 70th. And Sonaldo scores yes. in the 79th to end it. Yeah, and once again, you're pretty unimpressive from Spurs. Yeah, they they struggled through 51% every game. possession, gave up 13 shots. This was not a straightforward win. No, it never is with Tottenham anymore. Uh, they're they're really worrisome bunch right now. And I, I think we went through the the danger meter last time we mm-hmm. podcasted, and we put United at the top. Yeah, but Spurs are they're close, especially yeah. because we're not big Jose people. Yeah. 
yeah, I think that's fair. But I mean, when we get to talk about United after the break, I think we made the right choice by putting them at the top. (laughs) That is true. All right, well, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Finding the right pros for home projects can be tough and spark a lot of questions like, how do I find a pro who can help? Will they do a good job? Will I get a fair price? That's where HomeAdvisor can help. From leaky faucets to major remodels, HomeAdvisor connects you to the right pro for the job in seconds and even helps you get a fair price. Read reviews, check project cost guides, and book appointments. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free HomeAdvisor app to start your next project. My name is John Cuban. I'm the host of a new podcast series called Real Narcos. It follows the stories of the world's most dangerous drug lords and the American special agents who hunted them down. When you work undercover, you have to play the role because you stand to lose more than just an Oscar. We didn't have sophisticated software. That didn't exist. The software was a pen and paper. You are a doorway away from the most wanted man in the world. You're not expecting him to go down without a fight. Follow Real Narcos wherever you listen to podcasts. And we are back. And Jimmy, what better way to get back into the podcast than to start with Arsenal 2, Chelsea 2. A game that was truly one to remember. Um, Despite a a draw, I mean, this was one of the games of the season for me. Uh, 24 games in, and we finally got a good one. It wasn't (laughs) a win for Arsenal, but if you were a neutral and you watched this game... Oh, this was a very entertaining game. what, What a match. So... Let me walk you through this one here. I know where we're going to start. It's just bizarre. It's just a bizarre way to start. Arsenal, uh, they're hanging in there for the first part of this game. Hector Bellerin gets his start, finally. Mustafi, unfortunately, also gets his start. And uh, Arsenal, they weren't... I won't say they were on the front foot uh, before the incident that is to be discussed. (laughs) But they they were holding their own pretty well. So, uh, 28th minute comes around. Mustafi... Gets the ball. He's the lone center back. Tries to play a simple back pass to Burn Leno. Leaves it 10 yards yeah, short. Yeah, he couldn't, like, it's shocking how <laughs> short that is. Like, it wasn't close. He didn't make it to the box. No, no. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Mustafi's, like, not even trying to be mean. And Arsenal, their social media has done their best lately to make you feel bad for being mean to Mustafi. They <laughs> they have. Have you seen bad. the videos like Mustafi, like how social media has affected me? And he's like, it's no. very hurtful no, to I'm... see all the nasty comments. And it's like, well, you suck. So of course they're going to be nasty. So they've done their best to make us feel bad for him. So I won't go at him too hard. But he's just one of the single most horrendous players I've ever seen. To be a professional and to play at such a, a high-level, high-profile club and to be as bad as Mustafi is, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just truly one of the most insane things that I've experienced as a sports fan. Like, this is the equivalent to me going on and throwing out a Celtics jersey or something like that. Like, <laughs> I'm like, why do they keep playing him? He obviously doesn't know what he's doing. He's obviously terrible at his job. Like, why is he here? But Mustafi... You're saying this about World Cup champion Mustafi. <laughs> yeah. Just keep that in mind. Did Mustafi even play during the World Cup? He I don't really recall. He was part of the team. He was part of... I actually think... Jimmy Garoppolo has two Super Bowl rings, oh, right? When, when did he play? <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. I'm just saying, think of how rare it is to be a World Cup winning player, and Mustafi is one of them. Just to make that Germany yeah, team, though, is a major so. accomplishment. Mustafi wasn't always this bad. And Mustafi <laughs> just is... when he came to Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, the thing I always say about Mustafi is a very good athlete. And mm-hmm. Mustafi can give you 
70, 80 good minutes, but it's the it's the second split. bonehead plays. He, he's got one in him every single game he plays. It's a matter of getting punished for it. And this was so egregious that, of course, he gets punished. The back pass doesn't make it to Burn Leno. Uh, Burn Leno does the right thing, I'll say, and doesn't take out Tammy Abraham. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. you know, he doesn't get himself a red yep. card. But then David Luiz yep. does not do the right thing. There was no need. I He played. He defended it great. He, he, got, like, got there. he got there. He made he the right Tammy defensive Abraham play. Off a little bit. And then he... Shoved him. Shoved, like, he made the right play. There was no need to go. He didn't need to do what he did. Yeah, no, there's no need to take to. him out. It was not a sure thing he was going to score. And, he did not need to take him out. But even if it is, which David Luiz obviously thought it was... It was the 26th minute. 26th minute. You, you give up a penalty. Like, clearly you give up a penalty. Mm-hmm. And you go down. How are you helping your team by doing this? Yep. You shoot yourself in the foot twice when you get this red card. Dev Luis, this was terrible. Um, but obviously, this is Mustafi's mistake, and we shouldn't pin yep. this one on Dev Luis. Jorginho steps up, scores a penalty. I can't stand Jorginho. Jorginho is like, if you were a Chelsea fan, this is the equivalent of Mesut Ozil scoring against you twice. Like, Mesut Ozil, like, you don't think of Mesut Ozil as, like, a goal scorer. Or probably even now, if you're an opposition fan to Arsenal, you probably don't even think of Mesut Ozil as really that good of a player. And this is Jorginho. And Jorginho has scored twice. He is an excellent penalty taker. He is one of the best penalty takers, like, in world football. I know. It's like that's his one random thing that he's so good at. I don't know if he's ever missed a penalty. I can't stand him. But he's just got a little (laughs) And I can tell you, as a a fan of a team that doesn't have anyone who could take penalties. Undervalued trait. It is an undervalued trait when you're... When you realize just how difficult it can be at times. Yeah. So Arsenal uh, obviously down to ten men, and they suffer through the first half. They they do okay to withstand the pressure, and then second half comes around. Arsenal are kind of on the front foot here, and then something incredible happens. His name is Gabriel Martinelli, and he is the greatest player to ever wear an Arsenal jersey. Oh my God, he is electric. 18 years old, Gabriel Martinelli. Scores in the 63rd minute. Makes a 67-yard run, I believe it was. Blows past everyone. And Gallo Conte, one of the best defensive midfielders in the world. Can't keep up with the pace. Has a slip in midfield. <laughs> Maybe not because of the pace. Maybe just because of the, uh, the, slip. the slippery pitch or something. But he can't keep up. Martinelli makes an incredible run. Puts it right past Kepa. Great play. This I is mean, an awesome play. I mean, I'm so impressed with him. I'm so impressed with him. Uh, It it really is. And he was someone who, when you look at his record previously, he did not play that much even in Brazil. No, the fourth division in Brazil. And to come up to Arsenal, what an incredible scouting job. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is a he's a real You want to talk mob of mentality, you talk Gabriel (laughs) Martinelli. I mean, no bullshit. Gabriel Martinelli has has something about him. Where this kid could truly be a star. Ronaldinho spoke out and said he's the, he's the next one to carry the torch for Brazil. Something to that effect. Did you see I that? I did see that. Uh, and the, I do want to say that these Brazilian no one loves to talk in hyperbole more than the Brazilians. <laughs> Literally, and I've seen it all because remember Gabriel Jesus is on City, and yeah. I see every single thing they say about. If you believed he would be better than Messi <laughs> and Ronaldo combined, if the Brazilians would write about what they said about him, and I love me some Gabby Jesus. Um, who gets far too much disrespect. When you see his goal-scoring record and everything, he's got like 
50 something goals and 20 something assists for City since he's been there. Like, his stats are inc- insane. I could score if I played for Manchester City, though. <laughs> I'm just saying, he gets fair. a lot of disrespect, and he's still like 22 years old, oh, 21, yeah. two years old. He's, he's a great player. Yeah. But he's uh, not but as good as Martin. Martinelli, though, to talk about like Arsenal, everyone's hype was around Pepe. And people <laughs> oh, were, no. like, didn't expect that much from Martinelli, at least at first. And he is the one who is just shining again and again. You know how I like to think about this? If we paid $80 million for Pepe, if you just disperse the two evenly, what great yeah, business what in the great summer. Business. <laughs> $40 million for each. What, what a perfect little summer we had. Plus, I mean, and also to have a positive Arsenal, as well as their defender that they will be bringing in in the summer, Salabia is also uh, apparently... Saliba. Saliba, Salabia, whatever you want to call it. Saliba. He's, is also supposed to be a real talent. So yeah. this could be end up being a very good summer for Arsenal, low-key. As everyone, you know, focuses on the bad this season. Yeah. Um, but anyways, the game goes on. Arsenal do well to soak up some pressure. They give up a corner kick. Um, and just terrible. Fall asleep. No no clue defending is what I'll call it. <laughs> I mean, Rob Holding, someone who I love dearly, one of my favorite Arsenal players. Shocking on this mm-hmm. corner. I mean, he literally looked like he just stood there and just like, Ball watch. Yep. There was about three or four Arsenal players who literally just ball watched. Uh, Espelicueta gets in there, scores a goal, does his ridiculous tongue out celebration, yeah. only to be punished three minutes later. In one of my favorite moments of Arsenal fandom, I think this is up there in one of my favorite <laughs> moments of Arsenal fandom. Hector Bellerin, his first real game back from injury, the place where he tore his ACL. Mm hmm. Scores a goal from the right back position. Arsenal down to 10 men to tie the game. Hector Bellerin on his left foot. His left his left leg, the one that he had to have reconstructed. Hector Bellerin scores at Stamford Bridge. Kepa is horrendous goalkeeper. Uh, nothing he could do yeah. to stop this. One, though, no, nothing think. he could do. But I think we can say, I feel like we, we, we've bashed him for a while now, but we are anti-Kepa people. I know some people think Kepa's I liked him good. last year. And I don't this, this he's been bad this year. He has. He doesn't make... The thing is, a good goalkeeper makes saves that keeps their team in a game. I can't think of one time I've seen Kepa do that this season. Yeah, no. He, he's been pretty poor. But uh, this moment for Hector Bellerin meant awesome. so much to him. Meant so much to all Arsenal fans. And just what a fantastic ending to a game where Arsenal played extremely well with the hand that they were dealt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, very... Proud game if you're an Arsenal fan. I, I think I haven't seen anything negative come out about this yep. draw. This is a win if you're it's an Arsenal win. fan. It's a win. Uh, and you don't get many of those yep. as Arsenal fans because everything almost feels like a loss. Yep. And I want to move on, but I do want to say credit to two other players as well. Granit Xhaka for moving into the center back position. I'm glad you brought that up. Played exceptionally well. Yes. And Saka, who we both like. Again, stunningly good. So good. Saka, the only reason why we're not talking about Saka right now is because Gabriel Martinelli has been (laughs) exceptional. And uh, Saka... Credits. And Saka playing out of position, just... He has been a stud. Uh, For sure. Another one who who might turn out to be a fantastic player for a very long time. But one last thing about Arsenal. Granted, Jaka, you are no longer dead to me. I hereby pronounce Granite Jaka. You have risen from the grave. (laughs) Granite Jaka, no longer dead to me. Uh... Maybe was a little bit harsh on him during his uh, tenure under Unai Emery. He has been exceptional since Arteta has arrived. Mm-hmm. And although I do not take back what I said about Granit Xhaka, I am ready to start a new chapter with him. 
So please keep playing the way you are playing, and I will grow in my love for you, Grand Shaka. Anyways, Jimmy, where should we move next? Let's let's next go to Leicester City four. Fuck Leicester City. West Ham one. I am so done with Leicester City. This was a beatdown, though. But didn't you expect West Ham to get something? Yes, and that's why this is <laughs> this is why it's annoying. And, and Leicester bounced back after a couple rough games now back-to-back wins yeah. get back on the right track um still jamie vardy does not score jamie vardy's having a rough yep. rough patch but harvey um, barnes scores yes aozi perez two goals as well um a good game for lester back like we said back on track and west ham uh-oh david moyes <laughs> not the uh the incredible first game since then things have not been great they've settled down yeah, the loss to Sheffield, the draw with Everton, and now this beat down to Leicester City. And then also out in the cup to West Brom. Yeah. Things are not going very good at West Ham I, right I will now. say, aside from losing to West Brom, all difficult games. For sure. So. But still, now they're really getting in. They're really in that relegation fight. They're, they're actually in it. They're tied. They're just yeah. out of it yeah. on goal differential right they're now. They're really in it. And David Moyes, he's been relegated before. There's no way that there's no way West Ham goes down though, right? Can we say that there's no way West Ham goes down? I agree. Okay. I think. <laughs> I think. Yeah, it's not a it's not as firm. I agree. But yeah. It's an I agree. Uh, but let's move on, Jimmy. Do you want to talk United or do you want to talk Liverpool? Let's first? talk United first. Um, Hold on. <laughs> Let's just laugh at them. Let's take a second to laugh at United. Uh, uh, you know we have stink. to. You know we we should everybody everyone take a second to laugh. Take at a them. second to laugh. Enjoy it. <laughs> I'm sure the time will come when they will be back. But as they continue, when Alexis to Sanchez gets back, yeah, according to Ole, he, you're gonna be wrong. <laughs> um, like he's like Jaja Banks. We're gonna show you. <laughs> Misa say Alexi Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they, they stink. They're like really bad. Like with Rashford injured now, this team just stinks. It stinks. <laughs> it, it, it stinks. There's no other way to put it. They stink. Like to be, I mean, Phil Jones in the lineup. Matic. Juan Mata. Yeah. Like. Throwback game. Throw away game. Throw, throw it away. <laughs> throw it in the trash. Um, Brandon, is it Brandon Williams? Yeah. Um, like this. This is Manchester United. It's not a good They've team. They've spent a billion. Uh, was it like close to a billion pounds? Like I don't know. everyone wants to talk about the money City spent. United is damn near close, and their team is horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you were building a team and you could pick a few of these players for, I mean, the only one that really would. I mean, there are a few that interest you, obviously. Yeah. I mean, De Gea is one that's always going to interest yeah. you, but but really not the level of goalkeeper that he once was yeah. right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I would exclude him. Juan Bissaka is the one, mm-hmm. and, and then Harry Maguire probably, and maybe and Daniel, Daniel James. James. But even Daniel that's James really crosses a ball like I cross a ball. <sighs> it's the truth. Daniel James is a very good talent, exceptional pace. Yeah, has a good shot on him too. I like but him. He can't pass to save his. His crossing is horrible. Yeah. They can't create. They they're a team that can't create. The only way they, have they can no score on you is They have no pace. core. I mean, look yeah. at this core: Fred and Matic, and then Juan Mata Pereira, who's I, I believe a natural right winger, yeah. and he's playing center midfield, yep. and then Daniel James. Yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult when you don't have the pieces. It's just a bad team. 
<laughs> I think that's the only way to put it right now. They're a bad team. And, I mean, they, they had 24 shots this game, 7 on target, 73% possession. Burnley, they only needed 5 shots, 2 on target. Oh, Like, City play them in the Cup tomorrow, and I am not worried one bit. They play United? Yeah, second oh, wow. second leg. City won the first leg 3-1 oh, at yeah. Old Trafford. So this is should be a pretty easy one. But, like, I'm cool if City play, like, all the kids in this one. I'd be yeah. confident. Like, that that level right now. Yeah, I, I don't – United aren't, are not to be feared. Mm-hmm. It, it's just is. where we've come at this yeah. point of the season. Do we want to talk about who should be feared? Has to be feared. Has to be respected at Go this ahead. point. The uh, Liverpool. The champions. Champions elect, possibly. No, they are just the champions. Just um, call them that. Wolves, you gave it a good shot. They gave it a great shot. Wolves had a, a very... What, what is it? Not a tumult, tumultuous is not the word no, I'm looking not for. The tenacious. Tena- there you go. They gave a tenacious performance here. And uh, it was not enough because Liverpool are just too good. Yep. So Henderson scores in the eighth minute. And Jimenez scores a beautiful goal in the 51st. Jimenez, who is so good. Like, just low-key a very good player. I would take Jimenez at Arsenal in a heartbeat. Very good player. I dare I say... I think Jimenez is a better player than Lacazette. Wow. Would you wow. agree with that? I think he's a better goal scorer. My thing with Lacazette is I just want to see him get a steady run he of can. games. But, well, a steady run of games, he, I mean, he kind of has, and he hasn't I guess done anything he has with recently. it. You know what I mean, though? Like, I feel like I, I think there's still a lot of talent with Lacazette. I'm uh, not, of course. But I mean, Jimenez, though, just two years in a row now. Like, he's showing last stunning. season was not a fluke. He, he really is a very good player. And uh, the cross-in from Adama Traore. Adama Traore destroyed Andrew Robertson this entire game. And uh, Jimenez awarded I mean, him for this one here. Adama, I, 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 I joked on Twitter. I think <laughs> I sent you the quotes from Klopp I and saw Pepper it, I saw him. It. He, he's just unplayable right now. Like His form <laughs> right now is, is insane. He really is unplayable. Like He's better than Pepe right now, I'll say that. I'm <laughs> fine, I guess. But do I think he's but, better yeah, than Ronaldo? Liverpool. They score in the 84th, yeah, they make it 2-1. This was the good of the week for Liverpool. Do we want to just roll right into the bad? What was the bad? The bad is the FA Cup. Oh, yes. And everything involved with it. Let's preface this by saying Liverpool don't give a shit about the FA Cup. And they don't care the about anything aside from that's the Premier issue. League champions. That's my issue with it, is this. Liverpool up 2-0. Against Shrewsbury. The Strawberries. And Shrewsbury get two back. Jason Cummings, two goals. <laughs> um, and then Liverpool decided that they just don't, like you said, give a shit about the FA Cup. Yeah. Um, and they have said that they will not feel the senior team in the replay. Jurgen Klopp isn't and even showing Klopp up. And Jurgen Klopp will not manage the team. And that is where I have an issue. I do not have an issue. What did I say? I don't have an issue. I think that they should field a senior team. I look at what City did last year. They won all three domestic competitions. They fielded strong teams and did it. Liverpool have a lot of depth. They can. I'm not saying don't play the kids, but you do not say you're not going to field a senior team um, and basically say that none of their main players will play. Um, I have a problem with that, but I can accept it. I can say, you know what? They can choose to say, you know, we're prioritizing the Champions League and the league. Yeah. We are willing to, you know, play the kids in this and give them a chance to get important games. I do not accept that Jurgen Klopp will not manage the team 
That is beyond disrespectful. Quite frankly, it's him not doing his job. It's him deciding he's not showing up to work. And I, I just think it's that I think is unacceptable. And we've been very we've praised Klopp all year. Yeah. We've I've never said a bad thing about Klopp. I've said a lot of bad things about Liverpool. I don't know if I've ever said a bad thing about Klopp, except like joking. I've joked about him, you know, losing finals before last year and stuff. But I've never said a bad thing. I think he is an incredible manager. But I think this is a joke, quite frankly. Well, I think the thing with Klopp is he's made it very clear that they play too many games. And that's mm-hmm. like a, a thing with him yeah. that he is always a stickler about. Like, we play too many games. I will rest everyone mm-hmm. when I have the chance to do it. And I think he's just taking advantage of that here. And I think regardless, they're going to win no matter who they field. It would be something if they were knocked out by Shrewsbury. I think they generally could be maybe if they really filled a youth team. I think they could. At Anfield, though, I mean... We'll see. I mean, we'll see. Either way, I just feel like... I I just have a problem with him saying he won't manage the team. I have a problem with that. And I know that the issue is that it's during what is supposed to be the winter break. Yeah. Um... Which, by the way, Jose Mourinho, we don't say this often, completely right, says the winter break's a great idea. It's happening at the wrong time. <laughs> it's happening right before the teams are getting ready to join, jump back into the Champions League. Yeah. Just a bad time for it. I agree with that. It should have been in January. If you wanted to do it after the festive period, it could have been the last few weeks. Yeah. But uh, with, with Jurgen Klopp, I think what this is... Uh, I do think it's a little bit disrespectful that he's not even going to show up and he's already said I'm not fielding any senior players. But I think this is him just making a point. Yeah. I think that's all this yep. is. And I, I will say this. I am I agree with the idea that there should not be replays. Oh, 100%. And no, I know it's ridiculous. People say, oh, it's so, like for Shrewsbury, they're going to make so much money yeah. because they're going to have the gates from Anfield and their share of that. And I understand that. But at the same time, just no more replays. Split the revenue, figure that out. The the um the Carabao Cup, the most the important Carabao. cup in the world. Fuck the Carabao um, Cup. Does not have replays, goes straight to penalties. It's how it should be. These players do play a lot of games. The replays are just let's get rid of them. Yeah. Let's have it go to penalties and let's end it that way. Agree with that. Uh and then the only other FA Cup related game that I want to talk about was just yesterday Arsenal played Bournemouth, uh, and Saka masterclass again. Martinelli scores a goal and Eddie scores a goal. Yes. The youngsters all getting it. Yep. And what I wanted to take away from that is Arsenal, they're playing Burnley on Sunday. Eddie should start over Lacazette. Wow. Eddie was that impressive. And Lacazette has been that bad. Interesting. I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to slander Lacazette any further. I love Lacazette. Gruden grinder. uh, Lunch pail guy till his death. But needs a rest. Eddie needs to play. I will say the only other thing. United finally played somebody of their Similar quality and one six nil against Tranmere. Tranmere. I almost bet on that game. <laughs> if Tranmere were like you bet ten bucks to win five hundred, I was going to take a shot on them, and I'm glad that it really wasn't. And City found a penalty taker, Okai Gundogan, the only one on the team who could take penalties, oh. and he scores in the game against Fulham. Very nice. But Jimmy, let's move forward. Let's move to the predictions for our weekend games, and let's start actually with the Super Bowl. Did I just throw oh, you for a loop? Oh, you threw it in. The Super Bowl. What's um, your prediction? I am going to go. So it's like the heart versus the head. <sighs> now, I really don't care who wins, but Jimmy G, he's he's one of our old guys. I like Jimmy. He's also you know, fellow Jimmy. I got to like yeah, him for okay. that reason. I'm going to go with San Fran 27 to 24, Ooh. even though Kansas City scares the shit out of me and they could blow him out. 
I'm going to go San Francisco 24-21. Don't know why. No logic. We're riding with the 49ers. I I don't believe in KC as much as everyone else does. I think Mahomes is... He's due for a, yep. a, a slow game. There's Andy Reid. Andy, Andy Reid is man, the one. He, he finds a way to blow it. He really does. <laughs> All right. But let's move on to the good stuff, the Premier League. The only games that actually matter this weekend. Uh, and we start tomorrow, actually, yes. a midweeker, with West Ham versus Liverpool. What's your score, Jimmy? 2-0 Liverpool. Oh, I'm no. flashing. Oh, no. A 5 is that a 10? That's 15? a 5. That's a 5. <laughs> Liverpool 5, West Ham 1. Oh I think it's going to be like... Uh-oh, West Ham. It's going to be like 3-1, and then Liverpool are just going to ice them. This could be one of those games it where it's like be. it's close for a while, and then you just see all the goals pile up. With that being said, West Ham will probably ruin Liverpool's perfect record. Uh, <laughs> I'd love it. That Take would be something. Boys. And then we have... Ooh, this one makes me mad just looking at it. Leicester City versus Chelsea. <laughs> Nice and early, too. Yeah, Everything about it upsets Saturday. you. Uh, I am going to go with a 2-2 draw. Oh, man. This is really tough. Two teams kind of underperforming. I guess 1-1. Yeah, I like the idea of a draw here. And then we have Newcastle versus Norwich. I have a 1-0 Newcastle victory. I got 2-1 Newcastle. I think they're going to they're gonna grind this one out. Palace versus Sheffield. 1-1. Mm, no, no. Sheffield's too good. Two nothing to Sheffield. Um, and West Ham versus Brighton. I am gonna go one nil Brighton. Ooh man, this could be really West bad. Ham West Ham are at this home. This could be a very bad week. West Ham are at home. I'll go two two. I think this will be a draw. Bournemouth versus Villa. This is a massive game. Big big game. Yeah. Huh. I am going to go with 2-1 Aston Villa victory. Ooh, this is really tough. Bournemouth need to win this. I'm going to go 2-1 the other way. I like Bournemouth here. 2-1 Bournemouth. Watford versus Everton. It's tough. This is tough. I'm going to go a 2-1 Everton win. I think Moise Kinn keeps it going, scores another goal. Ooh. I'm going to go 1-1 draw. Watford get a draw out of this one. They're playing at home. Liverpool versus Southampton. 2-1 Liverpool. Does Danny Ings play? Oh, Danny Ings. <laughs> Does Danny Ings play is a real Liverpool question. player. Can he stop the run? 2-1 Southampton. 2-1 oh, Southampton. Danny Ings. <laughs> if they lose at Anfield we to Danny a statue. Ings. build them a statue. We'll have to buy a Danny Ings jersey if that happens. Quite frankly, I think we need to anyway. We need a Glenn Murray and a Danny Ings jersey. Yeah, we really need a Glenn Murray one. Like to hang both of them up. It's true. Uh, And then we have United at home versus Wolves. 3-1 Wolves. That was my exact score. 3-1 Wolves. This... This could be a money game, Jimmy. I think this is this is going to be an Adama game too. I think he's scoring a goal and he's assisting another. This is a this is another one for the highlight reel for him. <laughs> this is a really really interesting one. If you are a gambling man, Jimmy, I just need to check this one out. Hold on here one second while I find. <laughs> Hold, on, I got to see the odds here. If you if you had to guess what what the odds were here, what would you say? Wolves minus a hundred. Wolves are plus 250. That's a money game. There goes there goes, there goes, goes my new car. <laughs> I'm putting my new car on Wolves. If I were a gambling man, I would say 
to drop a decent chunk of change on Wolves in this one. Yeah, I think. With that, that being said, anyone listening to this podcast knows to now you put it on United because United, <laughs> United are, are not really favored either. They're plus one twenty. So. Well, I really thought Wolves would have been favored a lot. I thought they were going to be favored. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, Wolves. I like that. I like that a lot. Could be. Could be. Could be a good one. Uh, but then we have Burnley at home versus the Arsenal. This is a tough one. It's really tough. On the road, um, but I think Arsenal stay in the right path. 2-1 Arsenal victory. I'll go 2-1 Arsenal victory, too. Um, I think this is going to be a really annoying game, though. This could be a dross for sure. And then we have the big one of the weekend at 11.30 on Sunday. Tottenham at home versus Manchester City. Jimmy, what are your thoughts here? Jose can be a little... Pain in the ass. Um, Sun Young Min is a real pain in the ass for City, but I believe Laporte will play. Makes me confident. I want to see Laporte with Eric Garcia in the back line, uh, with Fernandinho back three with those guys, um, and I'm gonna go a four-one City win. Whoa, four-one! That Tottenham defense. If Serge Aurier plays, <laughs> the things Riyad Mahrez is gonna do to him will be like something you can't show your kids. Oh, it's gonna God. be that dirty. You don't want to see it. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think City are going to win this game, too. I'll go 3-1 City. I, I think it's going to be pretty straightforward. I don't think Spurs are good, and I think City are just going to beat them up. And if that's a game that could be that's a, pretty decent odds for yeah. Manchester City, too. So i got to check that one out just for a little City Wolves. Minus 200. Oh, never mind. Tottenham, by the way, at home are plus 500. That, those, that's one where you dabble. You just you throw might five dabble bucks, in it. ten bucks on it. Yeah, just might, a little dabble. Might get lucky there. But uh, anyways, Jimmy, that's the end of the matches. In the end of 100 episodes. No, This is bizarre. 100 episodes together. By the way, you know what we have to throw at the end of this? We have to throw the rap at the end of this or at the beginning. I love that rap. It I got to find included. it. Yeah. needs to be included. For, um, for the that's my favorite episode. thing from 100 episodes <laughs> is the rap and all the guests that we've got to have on. Even the, the different ones that didn't podcast record. hosts, even the ones that didn't record, but the different people we've met from it. That's been my favorite thing about doing this. Yeah. We've got to meet some really, really cool people. Um, and it's just been a really fun time. Yes, it is uh, something that I love to do. I love interacting with people on Twitter, even Gavin. Oh, Gavin, our boy. Like uh, Gavin's a stat machine, everything <laughs> about him. Legend. But he hates Arsenal. Uh, unfortunately, Luton got a win today. They did. I saw. Yes, <laughs> they did. They beat Wayne they Rooney's actually Derby won a County. Game. <laughs> Thank God, Luton Town to the moon. Uh, but yeah, this podcast fantastic. Connected me with some Luton Town fans, so that might be my favorite thing that's come from this. But anyways, Jimmy, to end 100 episodes, you need to hit them with the plugs. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Soccer Mostly. Email us mostly soccer show at gmail dot com. 100 episode could be a really nice gift to give us a five-star review. Ooh. And thank you to anybody if you listen to one episode, if you listen to five minutes of an episode, thank you for doing it. Thank you to Michael for doing this with me. 100 episodes. Here's to 100 more. Here's to 100 more is right. We will see you next week. Bye-bye.